Super Talk Mississippi media production. Find your new ride at Kia McCombs all-new location at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Come find out why McComb loves Kia McComb at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Right on the corner, right on the price. Welcome in. Good to see you on this Tuesday morning. It's Mike in the morning. I am Michael Borky. Again, always glad that you are with me. It is great to see you today. I'll be talking about something that uh, when I could not sleep last night, I spent a lot of time thinking about, and that is the Super League idea. Uh, this will be the first and probably the last time I ever really reference European soccer on this uh, this here live stream. I don't think I'll ever do it again, but one of the more fascinating stories in sports right now is going on, at least in my opinion, with the um, this formation of, of the Super League. And, of course, everybody around here immediately turns their attention to college football. So I'm going to be talking about that with you uh, today. A Super League in college football. I think it's an inevitability, not in the same way it's going on over in Europe, but I do think a Super League, Super League, differently but a breakaway is coming in college football and then relegation I love that idea I kind of want to throw it out there in terms of major league baseball real quick first though uh, I do want to remind you that if you are watching on stream this does get uploaded in podcast form Uh, Mike in the morning in iTunes searching just my name will turn up results in Spotify Uh, subscribe to the podcast leave a rating and a review also the YouTube channel just go to YouTube uh, my name right there on YouTube and uh, hit that subscribe button there. Follow me on every social media channel, and uh, let's get started. So the Super League thing, if you haven't been keeping up with this, I I will try my best to explain it to you as best I can, Uh, because I do think that the college football side of this is at least interesting, because I do think something like this is coming. In Europe, the richest soccer organizations in the world have decided to form their own league. It's the Super League. Uh, Soccer over there apparently is in financial freefall. There's a lot of debt problems over in Europe right now, even with the highest level. And so the richest teams, the ones that make the most money, have decided to try to get out of this financial hole by forming their own league that they cannot be hurt by relegation with and they're creating their own league. They're breaking away, at least in part, to create their own league. And they say the desire is to fix the financial problems that they've got over there. Relegation, if you don't know, in European soccer, there's a system where you've got, I mean, thousands of teams, right? I mean, every little town or big town or city has a professional soccer team. And they have multiple levels where performance dictates your level. So you can be at the lowest level and the highest level and over time work your way down or up based on performance. The bottom teams of the league get sent down. The top teams of the lower leagues get sent up. That's called relegation. It's a a system that they've had there really since uh, the inception of these professional leagues. So every town has a soccer team that can go up or down. Uh, it's called relegation. 
And these richest teams have formed this league uh, that would make them immune to relegation because they want to have a big TV contract and they want to make as much money as they possibly can. They claim it's to get out of uh, out of debt. But the soccer world is furious about this. I mean, every single players, fans, media, owners of these non-teams, I mean, everybody involved except for these super teams, um, these Super League teams, are furious about this. They think it's going to change the fabric of the sport forever. And you've, uh, it, it sounds very American, honestly. All they're doing is forming the NFL. I mean, you can't get relegated in the NFL. The best 30 team, 32 teams in the country will remain there forever. It's all about making money. That's the system that we created. Um, so it does, it sounds very American. You have the, the richest teams that form a league and you don't get sent up or down. You get these big TV contracts and you play every year and you can be the worst or you can be the best, but you're always in that league every year. I mean, that's American sports systems. The difference is Europe is very, very different. They, the genesis of, of their soccer leagues their professional leagues is based on merit and not finances. It's very different. So, for example, um, they protested recently in Europe a game that was scheduled to be played on a Monday because the working class has to work on Mondays, and it's harder for them to go to Monday games. So they literally they had a fan protest of a game because they played it on a Monday because the working class can't go. They... Ticket prices are very, very low because in their mind, professional sports or sports in general are meant for the common person. That soccer is for the poor just as much as it is for the rich and everything in between. So ticket prices are very, very low. Uh, they they protest schedules if it's not favorable for the working class. I mean, it's a, it's a really different deal there. Um, where here, it's... If you have enough money, you can have a team, and you've got to be loaded to have season tickets to go see those teams. It's just different. I'm not saying one's better than the other. It's just very, very different. Uh, so when the, this system is trying to take over, everybody's very, very mad. But most American sports fans don't really see a problem with this, at least the ones that are not involved with soccer. Like, who cares? They want to make more money. I mean, it's a business. Do you want to make more money or do you not want to make more money? Well, you can't fault them for that. That's the mentality I've seen and heard from a lot of people. Europe's just an entirely different animal. So if you're seeing reference to the Super League today, I probably didn't explain that as well as a soccer, well-versed soccer person could. But the point is, professional sports league breaking away to make more money. That's what's going on in Europe right now. I think a similar thing, and of course, that's the next question. I saw Andy Staples doing it yesterday. He created a 16-team Super League in college football, and he knew exactly what was coming, especially when he included Nebraska in the 16 teams because, yeah, they would definitely belong in a Super League of college football. But he knew what was coming. But that's, of course, uh, the next question is, well, and I saw headlines everywhere. I mean, if you just Google Super League college football and it's will college football go to a Super League or Europe laid the groundwork for college football, stuff like that. Um, 
That's what we currently have, though. I mean, some of these headlines were written as if we don't have that already. Here, I'll pull up a couple for you. Uh, sorry, I sh- should have had this up already. But creation of European Soccer League could be the precursor for college football. College football Super League? Prepare yourself for a college football Super League. Here's what a college football Super League would look like and what we can learn from the European Super League. Um, And I'm falling right into that trap, too, because I'm doing it as well. But um, we already have that. That's what's so funny about some of these headlines and some of these these think pieces that I read is, what do you think college football is today? Even though there's 130 teams that participate, it's a Super League because there is fewer than 15 teams every year that can actually win anything of value. Um, there's a thing called the blue chip ratio where, I mean, it's really simple. If half your roster or better is filled with four or five star players, you can win the national championship. There has never seriously ever been a team that has won a national championship in college football that has fewer than 50% four or five star players. It's never happened before. Uh, I mean, we have a super league already. There are only a handful of teams that can actually win anything. But I do think that while it won't look like that, because we've already got that, it's just disguised a little bit better, uh, a breakaway is coming. That So what's going on in Europe, I think that will happen here, not in the same way they're doing it. It won't be 16 teams that just decide they want to make more money and play separately, but also still kind of play with everybody else, but Not really. It's very confusing. But the point is, a breakaway is coming in college football, motivated by the exact same reason. Look at the Big Ten, for example. The SEC is a little bit different because while Alabama makes more money than Ole Miss and Mississippi State, Ole Miss and Mississippi State are still financially viable. They they are money makers. They have passionate, rabid fan bases. They put 65,000 people in their stadiums. They currently, right now, have coaches that people – want to watch. It's a little bit different in the SEC when you've got 10, 11 programs, 12 programs uh, that really, truly care, that have fan bases that really, truly care, that are financially really viable. But when you look at, say, the Big Ten, that number is far, far less. But the revenue gets split 14 ways, even in the SEC. Alabama gets the same revenue split from the conference as Vanderbilt, the exact same. It doesn't, it doesn't change. It's the exact same. Now, who brings in more money in viewership, in sponsorship, Alabama or Vanderbilt? Alabama tenfold, right? Um, so a breakaway could happen and, and they could make more money. I think it would go separate, go differently, though, because there are haves and have-nots in college football, and the have-nots limit the ability of the haves to maximize their potential. That's real. Alabama is more valuable than Vanderbilt. Alabama does make more money than Vanderbilt, but when the SEC splits the revenue, it is equal. It is even. And now you've got a situation where the NCAA failed miserably in negotiating a new television contract for the basketball tournament, possibly, according to media experts, leaving billions, potential billions of dollars on the table. They also... Uh, have failed with the name, image, and likeness thing. Uh, Tate Reeves, I think, signed the bill yesterday. 
So Mississippi athletes will soon be able to make money off their name, image, and likeness. Alabama's athletes will soon be able to do the same thing, as will Georgia and Florida. I mean, it's happening all over the country. They have failed there. Uh, They have an arbitrary set of rules that are inconsistently enforced. We are learning every single day that the NCAA becomes more and more obsolete. And now that name, image, and likeness is going to be a real thing, the schools have to maximize their revenue, or at least they're probably going to want to. And so now that they've started to realize, and I truly believe they've started to realize, that they can get together and negotiate better deals, television contracts, because that's where all the money's being made. They can set their own set of rules that that favor what they are able to do versus what New Mexico State is able to do. I think a breakaway like this in college football is coming. I think there will be many, many more teams than the 15 or 20, whatever it is, in the Super League in Europe, but it is coming. I believe that it is coming. Money has been left on the table by the NCAA. Greg Sankey and the people at the SEC, the people at the Big Ten, because their television contract is phenomenal. The ACC's television contract is phenomenal for them. I mean, it really is. Their revenue is great. They can obviously negotiate better. Their product is still in demand. They can make more money. They'll handle the name, image, and likeness thing better. People are starting to wake up to it. And so while all the fans in Europe and everybody's mad about it being all about the uh, the, the evil dollar uh, in, in European soccer, and I, I think it's admirable, honestly, uh, protesting a game because it was on a Monday because your regular workers couldn't go, I think that's pretty admirable. Because those are the people that that make these leagues happen. If it was only the rich boosters in college football, none of these programs would exist the way they do. None of these stadiums would look the way they do. The revenue wouldn't be the way they do. It's the common people, like all of us, that really drive this thing. So I admire that the culture, the sports culture in Europe, for boycotting games if they raise ticket prices. I admire that. I mean, it's an annual thing around here where your season ticket package goes up in price. But why? It's the same amount of games. Why do I have to pay more? The schedule's worse this year than last year. Why do I have to pay more? But but we just do it. So I admire that part of European culture. I, I really, truly do. However, it's different here. And right now, the NCAA is holding the power conferences and the power programs back from maximizing their potential. And I think they're starting to realize that. So while European fans are mad about this and they don't like it, and I, I, again, I admire the culture. I think it's great. I I wish we had more of that around here. People caring about uh, the common fan. I would love if we did that. We don't, though. And the Power Five is soon going to realize, they already have, I promise, that they can make more money, they can have their own set of rules that makes the playing field more even, they can have a championship, they will not lose fans, uh, they'll make more money. I think a breakaway just like this is coming to college football, and it's going to be soon. 
the more the NCAA bungles the name, image, and likeness thing, it's going to get to a point where everybody's going to look at each other and think, what do we need them for? What do we need them for? Our athletes are getting paid now. You don't need to enforce rules anymore. They're free to take endorsements and run ads on their Instagram page. And what do I need you for? What what purpose do you serve? They're starting to, to learn that and figure that out. So I think a breakaway like this is coming. I really do. And uh, I think it's going to be sooner rather than later. And I think the reception here in the States is going to be far different than the one that you've seen over in Europe. And then what about relegation? This was an idea that I was thinking about last night. Um, because I actually love the concept of relegation. I wish we had it here in America. I, I think it would only, I don't really know what the downside to relegation is. Let's take Major League Baseball, for example. It, this will never happen. I know this is a pipe dream, but uh, I love the idea. So let's say Major League Baseball, professional baseball in the United States, went to the relegation system like they have in Europe, where you would have independently owned teams across the board. So the Atlanta Braves wouldn't own the Mississippi Braves anymore. Forgive me. Um, I think they're the Gwinnett Stripers, and then I don't know what the single-A team is. But let's say the Atlanta Braves aren't four teams anymore. They're just one. So the Mississippi Braves would be owned independently or operated independently. So you would have the majors, AAA, AA, and single-A, acting as their own separate leagues. And the bottom two teams or the bottom three teams or four teams or however you wanted to do it in the American League and the National League at the end of the season would have to drop down to AAA. And the top two or three or four teams from the two divisions of AAA would then get to play in the majors. And then the same thing for the next levels, a relegation system. I think that would benefit American sports for so many reasons. Number one, it eliminates tanking. You, everybody tries. You have Major League Baseball teams that spend years, years trying to lose. We've got less than 20, but 15 to 20 NBA games left, and there are multiple teams that now do not want to win anymore. Got double-digit games left in the season. Multiple teams are now trying to lose. The Miami Dolphins recently, on purpose, lost. They traded off assets because tanking was worth it to them. And it worked. They got draft picks, and they got draft picks, and they got more draft picks. And now look at them. Tanking goes away if you have a relegation system. No more tanking. It also, uh, I mean, this is basically the same thing as tanking, but it incentivizes every single game. Every game matters. Even the worst teams in the league have something to play for. So nobody tanks and loses on purpose. I mean, Major League Baseball teams, again, have had wasted seasons, multiple wasted seasons on purpose. So that goes away. Every single game would matter because the teams at the top of these given leagues would want to move up. Or if you're at the top, you obviously want to you know, win a championship. The teams at the bottom of the league don't want to get relegated. So they try. Every single game they try. It would engage... More fan base, or more towns, more cities in professional sports across the country. 
I love going to Mississippi Braves games. I, I don't go to near uh, enough of them. I'm sure those of you on the coast love going to Biloxi Shuckers games because uh, they're a lot of fun. But you and I both know there isn't a fan base here. It's just to go see a baseball game. I mean, I, I, the team has fans and people that care and keep up with it and stuff. But all they care about is, does this prospect look good so we can send him to Atlanta and he win there? It would make the Biloxi Shuckers and the Mississippi Braves have games that that matter. And no, you would never have a team in Mississippi that could compete with the New York Yankees. But at least you have a real championship to play for. At least there's a way that you could move up and you could build a franchise. You know what I mean? You could make it something bigger than it currently is. But right now it's being held down because all they care about is getting these players to Atlanta or deciding whether or not they're worth it. Imagine having professional sports games in the state of Mississippi that mattered, that really mattered, that had stakes on it. They had a championship to play for. They could move up to AAA. Or the AAA teams could, the Frisco Rough Riders, well, they're AA, but they have a beautiful, beautiful stadium. Uh, Imagine if they could move up a level. Or if a team that's tanking in major leagues has to go prove it down in AAA. I, I would love that system. You would get more of the country engaged in pro sports. Give purpose. And it would be an economic boost, I'm sure, to these smaller towns that would have a professional team with games that matter because more people would be engaged with it. Uh, No more tanking. Every game matters. It would never happen. I'm well aware that it would never, ever happen. But that kind of system, I think, would greatly benefit American professional sports. But instead, right now, we've got what we've got. And it's fine. Don't get me wrong. It's it's fine. But the concept of tanking, like I'm a New Orleans basketball fan. You have some people saying that the team should tank, that they should sit Zion for the rest of the year and sit Brandon Ingram for the rest of the year and lose games on purpose. That sucks. No. You should be punished for that. Not rewarded with a great pick. You should be punished for that. Losing on purpose. Our current system doesn't happen. So I'm at least interested in in relegation. I think it would work in hockey. We've got a great minor league hockey system around. That'd be great. Work with baseball. Um, the G League is too small at the moment, um, but I wouldn't mind seeing that either. I mean, Birmingham's about to get a G League team, and I think they're going to support it. If they perform really well, why can't they give it? I don't know. I would love that system here, but I do believe, I truly believe that a college football breakaway is coming. Uh, I would say five years. That That's my guess. Um, there's too much money being left on the table right now. And the more and more we learn about the NCAA, the more and more we learn how incompetent they truly are. So it's coming. That day, uh, That day is coming. I think it'll be a Power 5 breakaway. Maybe they bring in a couple more. It won't be 12 teams or whatever like Europe, but I think it's coming. I think it's coming for sure. But I'm fascinated by the idea of relegation. I wish we had it here. I really wish we had it here. Um, It would make it more fun. So thank you guys for tuning in. I know it was a weird topic today talking European soccer. This story just fascinates me. Um, And I admire the culture there. I think that those fans are awesome. Even the fans of the teams that are getting to play in the Super League are pissed. I mean, everybody's mad because 
Sports are supposed to be for the common people. I don't disagree with that. I do not disagree with that at all. We lose sight of that, too, because access, people continue to get squeezed out, especially of college football. Um, Season tickets for Ole Miss and Mississippi State are far cheaper than that of, say, Alabama. Um, But prices keep going up. To bring a family of four to a college football game in the state of Mississippi is a four-figure day. I mean, and that, that's probably before you even get to town at this point. Um, people are being priced out of it. So I wish we had more of that mentality here. But uh, anyway, it's coming. I'm t- It's coming. It's absolutely coming. Uh, a breakaway. A super league in college football. It's coming. I have heard from enough people who... Who, who claim that they've noticed in the league offices. They've they've noticed the incompetence, and they know they could do it better. So, anyway. Thank you guys for tuning in. I, again, I'm always glad that you guys are with me. Weird topic today with European soccer, but I am fascinated by this story. I'm really thankful for all of you. Please uh, don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating and a review. Check out the radio show this afternoon, of course. Uh, we'll probably dive into this a little bit this afternoon. At least I'm going to try to get us to talk about it because I do think it's fascinating. Um, and y'all have a great rest of your day. I promise spring game today. I'll get to that tomorrow because I also want to look ahead to Ole Miss's spring game. And really, what what can we take away from these? Uh, I mean, Will Rogers didn't really look the part, but do we need to read into that? The offensive line wasn't great, but do we need to read into that? Uh, defensive secondary for Mississippi State might be one of the better ones in the SEC. I mean, they look just spectacular. So how much should we read into all this? Uh, We'll discuss that tomorrow as well, of course, as baseball and anything else that pops up uh, in the sports world. So thank you guys for tuning in, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow. Mississippi Media Production.